This episode of Burn the Haystack is sponsored, somewhat ironically, by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to thehaystack.org. The Haystack, life, culture, theology. Welcome back to Burn the Haystack with Josh and Jesse. I'm Jesse. And I'm Josh. And this is a conversation where we save the best and burn the rest of our culture and faith practices. And today we have a super special guest who I'm really excited about sharing with the world. Yeah. Well, our, our world anyway. I'm pretty sure he's, yeah. he's probably more well known than we are, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, he probably is, but it's kind of funny because like in our circles, he's He's going to be an unknown, but he's going to be a known. And I'm pretty sure like you guys who are listening are absolutely going to love him by the end of this conversation. Yeah. Uh, so today we have the amazing Junior, uh, who is a good friend of mine who, uh, well, I guess we met because we're both uh, young adult pastors in Palmerston North. At, well, we were. I'm in Hamilton now. But uh, actually, speaking of that. This is our first episode we've recorded where we're not in the same room. Yeah. So to give you guys context, um, as if you've been following along, you know that Josh has just moved to Hamilton. I'm still in Palmerston North here in beautiful Aotearoa. And we are currently sitting on the phone to each other, headphones in our ears while we are recording separately. It is a sad day indeed. <laughs> oh, I should add as well, Aotearoa, that's the like Maori way of saying... New Zealand. I know we have a lot of American mm, listeners, so true. I just like to keep you guys in the loop. Thank you. Josh is like the translator. <laughs> I say all these fancy things and then he comes and goes, okay, guys, the thing that Jesse just said means this. Thank you. It's good. Well, it's you good. Know, I'm just, just going to be conscious. Uh, but hey, my office is super hot. It's like roasting me. Um, you were saying um, that there's no fan, there's no air con, there's nothing. No, this is literally my first day in my new office. Wow. How does yeah. it feel to have like an official office? It's kind of weird, to be honest. I've never had this. I mean, we had an office at Palmy, but it was sort of shared between all the pastors, like just yeah. one room. And so no one sort of used it. Whereas this is like, this is my office and I'm expected to be here. So yeah. it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a new thing. I want to get a sign for the, my, my door that says like recording now when I'm recording. So people don't like barge in. <laughs> you need to get like one of those um, recording studio red lights. That yeah, just, you know, that'd be <laughs> they're cool. a bit more expensive though. So maybe we have to get <laughs> some more sponsorship first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys just send us some money and we'll make that happen. And we'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> Can I say, as a pastor with no office, I am insanely jealous of you who has an office. It's well, uh, it's pretty it's empty at the moment. Okay, yeah. when I, when I've got it like all decked out, I'll I'll share a photo with the Burn the Haystack crowd, and you guys can all. Wallow in jealousy of my amazing office. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a very specific person that's going to be like, oh, you have such a nice office. I'm so jealous. No, I want to make it so nice that anybody is jealous of it. That's my goal. I want to make it like a really cool office that people want to be in. Right. You got to make it like a, a Reddit r slash cozy places sort of submission level quality, you know, oh. or like r slash room porn. Like that's a really, really cool subreddit. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it sounds weird, but it's not. Oh, it's, it's not, not porn. It's it's no. Like, oh well. Okay, so for anybody yeah, who's that, wondering, that's one of the, if you're not in Reddit, you gotta you you're don't know. Reddit. Yeah, and there are a whole bunch of subreddits with porn in the name that have nothing to do with pornography as we know it. So it all started, I believe, with Earth porn, which is um, you know beautiful nature pictures. But there's all sorts of there's architecture porn, there is uh, room porn, which is just you know. Architecture porn is beautiful architecture. Room porn, beautiful rooms. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say apart from the fact that, I don't know, they're just like that topic and really nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sub to a few of them, which always sounds weird when I tell people, but anyway. Yeah, I know. No, yeah. It's all good. Man, Junior's going to listen back to this and be like, what? Why were they talking about that at the beginning? That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. And fair right, enough. Let's get let's back, off, get back to Junior. Like we took it. <laughs> yeah. Let's we we sidetracked a little bit, but it is. I think it is important that we let people know about you know how you're going. And Josh, you're just checking in. Your therapist, are you doing okay with this move? Is everything going you know, according to how you want it and all that sort of stuff? 
Thanks. I mean, it's still pretty fresh. So I've only been yeah. here like three days. But anyway, yeah. no, it's been good. I really like it up here. It's warmer. There's more fruit and stuff around, fruit and veg. It's, it's great. It's ah. been really nice so far. So Yeah, no, Hamilton is a lot closer to the sort of warm areas. So I think a lot of the things will be cheaper there, which is good. Hopefully. Yeah. But hey, anyway, so Junior and I, we met. <laughs> you met, what, at a conference or something? Yeah, no, I, I visited his church once, I okay. think. And then, um, yeah, we just got talking and he found out I was a pastor and so like a youth pastor. So, yeah, we just connected, went and grabbed a, grabbed a cuppa together. And I don't know, we just made a, made a habit of it. We'd just kind of go out a few times a year together and just catch up on everything. Uh, and Palmy's pretty small as well. So we'd see each other in mm. town a lot too, like randomly. Yeah. We'd, yeah, so it was it was good, and he they run a young adult conference at their church. So we uh, Danelle and I would make sure that we go and support it, which was cool. We mm. really enjoyed that, and we're actually coming back from Hamilton just to go to it because I've that already said so to cool. Junior, I'm yeah, I've committed. So Junior literally messaged me today to urge me to come to the conference. He's hooking me up, so I and hopefully Karina and maybe some of my church members. Will also be at the conference so yeah. shout out to shout out to vision church by the way we talk a lot about vision church there are just this awesome local church here in palmy um they do a lot of things really well as our you guys will find out as we talk about it in the episode but yeah shout out to you guys uh you're awesome we love what you do yeah keep it up keep strong um so yeah they and he, we've always just been there to encourage each other and honestly junior is one of the most encouraging people i've ever met yes. so yes. Uh, encouraging and enthusiastic so i think all of you are really going to enjoy this episode um and this conversation um yeah just getting a little bit behind the scenes with somebody you might not normally meet under other circumstances especially all of, all of our listeners in australia and the u.s so yeah i think it's a really cool opportunity so without further ado, here it is, us chatting to Junior about all things leadership, his story, positivity, and serving millennials. Enjoy, guys. All right, Junior, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome to be here. Ken, <laughs> it's so awesome to have you. I mean, so many of our guests, we have to record via Skype or, um, you know, by distance. It's very few guests we have to get to have in person, so this is extra special today. Oh, it's an honor to be here, lads. You guys are amazing. <laughs> Stoked Aww. to be here. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so, yo, Junior, could you just give our podcast listeners a quick intro? Who is Junior? I don't even know your surname, sure. man. Yeah, Broderick <laughs> is my surname. Beautiful. Um, yeah, um, South African born. Um, moved to, yeah, both fascinated faces by that yeah moved to new zealand <laughs> kind of makes sense now i moved to new zealand when i was three uh, moved to palmerston north when i was 10 and um yeah been here ever since which is cool so good and your current role now is um so me and my wife leah were the youth and young adult pastors at vision church in palmerston north yep. um, which we've been doing for about three years now which is a lot of fun um and yeah it's been cool yeah we've been loving it that's awesome. So for those of our listeners who uh, don't live in Palmy or are from you know, anywhere around the world, if they walked into Vision Church of a Sunday, what can they expect to see? What Give us a, a feel, a, yeah, paint sure. us a, a picture for how yeah, it totally. is. Yeah, within the first two seconds, they'll be greeted by someone with a smile who genuinely mm. is stoked that they're there. Because yep. um, <laughs> we see every person that comes through the door as like a gift and it's an amazing thing that they've decided to... Um, have their Sunday with us. Mm. And so we always say, welcome, come as you are. Um, doesn't matter what you're carrying, that you're welcome. Um, and then, yeah, they'll hopefully be greeted with a music that's relevant and that um, they can relate with and then a message that is applicable um, from the Bible um, and then greeted with some free coffee afterwards and some great community. And so we try and just do a few basic things really, really well as opposed to trying to do a million things average. So, yeah. And mm. I can confirm, I think, I went, I, I think, can't yeah, I think when I first got here, um, I made a trip to Vision Church. I don't remember exactly why, but I remember I was just like, hey, that seems like a cool church. I want to go and see what they're doing in town and um, just mm. get to know some of the local churches. And man, I w there were so many nice people and I was constantly greeted with a smile and didn't stop awesome. having people to talk to the entire time. So can confirm it is 100% true. Amazing. <laughs> that. Um, you said something just before, which I just want to pick on a little bit. You said yeah. um, we want to focus on doing a few things really well rather than a million things kind of poorly yeah where does that come from what is that sentiment all about yeah um well i, I guess we've 
I guess with where we're trying to go as a church, which is to be hopefully effective um, for Christians, but then also for people that don't know Jesus. We see every Sunday as an opportunity to gather, but also for people that are far from God um, to come in and encounter His love and His goodness and find a community that is embodying that. Um, and so I guess um, as leaders, we've tried to embrace uh, the focus of going, what actually matters um, to people? And we've found that for most people, um, even though like in life we try and do a lot of things, there are probably a few core things that are really important. Like mm. so, healthy friendships, um, a relationship with 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 uh, with, with God, um, and yeah, I guess we've just tried to embody that as a church and go on what actually matters. Make sure people feel welcome, comfortable, and they can actually apply. I guess what we're doing, yeah. Mm. So a lot of our systems about worked out. I guess mm. that's real cool. So when you're not. Um, at Vision Church, which um, <laughs> by by the by the looks of it, seems to be not that often. But uh, <laughs> but what what else do you do with your time? What what else do you enjoy? Yeah. Doing? So um, kind of going back. So I, when I was raised, I played rugby like for every year of my life up until about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, from South Africa and then being raised here as well. And so um, I've always loved playing sport. I love touch rugby, basketball, go to the gym. I was actually there on the before I came here. Oh, nice. Um, Amazing. Which might be why my face is red. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so it's, I, I do that. I love to read. Um, I love coffee. I love clothes. Praise the Lord. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? It's a long black for life. Long, oh, long black. Uh, I've been so, recently trying to make the switch from um, milk to absolutely oh, no milk. It's a big move. It is a big move. Yeah, I'm struggling, but I... I find that instant coffee, black, is terrible, at least yeah. the one that I have. But if I use a filter or, a, you know, right. a French press, yeah. then it, it goes okay. I don't totally. know. Have you been to Sublime Coffee Roasters locally? Oh, I have not. Oh, shout out to Sublime. Um, <laughs> and what they say is once you go black, you never go back. And so I, I highly I, recommend. I get the feeling that came there. from somewhere else, yeah. but we'll just leave that. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Good shout out to Sublime. So, okay, well, well let's, go, let's take it back then. I mean, how, yeah. how did you end up at Vision Church? Where does this yeah. story... Where does the story start? Yeah, as I mentioned, I was born South Africa, and so um, my entire family is Afrikaans. Mm -hmm. So not like English South African, but like Boer Afrikaans, which is a fancy word for like bleed South Africa. So for grandparents. And when my family moved here, I was raised in quite a conservative upbringing. And so a lot of, um, I guess, good morals. Um, But we kind of, in terms of faith and religion, we were kind of Christians on Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christmas, and so it would only go a couple times a year. So I never really had a faith, but had morals, I guess, that yeah. kind of framed my outlook on world. Yeah. And so I um, went to a local school, Palmerston North Boys High School. Nice, Again, nice. very traditional. And so, um, yeah, as I was growing up, I was, uh, I guess, like a real goody-good. So I'm the guy that never got a detention at school, <laughs> not once. Oh, nice. I was um, literally the opposite. Okay, yeah. I was <laughs> cool. always well, in I'm detention. Friends, so bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and then, um, yeah, I guess the year when I finished school, I went and lived in England for a year. Oh, so wow. I, I did a lot of traveling. So I worked at a school there um, and then traveled Europe. Um, and so I was real good at, good at school, but kind of used this year as um, a complete other end of the spectrum. Um, and I guess did everything, sex, drugs, alcohol, to the far extreme. Um, and there was this one night in Barcelona in Ooh. June. And so that all year leading up to that point, I was like pumped because, you know, the nightlife of Barcelona was like the pinnacle of what I was looking forward to. Yeah. I'll never forget, I was kind of, um, I was there and I felt so empty. And so I was like, well, this is it. And I guess that whole year I kind of trying to do everything the other end and having lived, I guess, a very by-the-book life before. And I was getting really confused, I guess, with what is actually um, my purpose. Where actually am I finding fulfillment? Because to be honest, I'd done a lot. I'd achieved a lot, but yeah. still kind of felt really empty. Came back to Palmy and studied in 2013. So that was the year after I lived in England. Um, and in March, my friend just invited me to church. And um, I walked through the doors and heard the gospel and for the first time and really connected and um, accepted Jesus into my life. And so I guess I took kind of, in the space of 18 months from my last year of school to walking through a church door, I took probably a million left and right turns. Mm. Yeah, wow. I'm like, where do I go? What do I do? What is what is the right thing here? What, where am I going to find my space? What is What do I actually believe? Um, yeah. And so at 19, I made a decision to follow Jesus and yeah, never looked back. So so I guess I'm thinking about I mean, there's sort of this life of from South Africa to New Zealand, Palmerston North, but then it's one night on the other side of the world, Barcelona. Mm. Well, not really the other side of the world, but you know, f- yeah. far enough. Virtually, yeah. yeah this yeah. one night in Barcelona, and yeah. it's a total like mind mind shift, totally. mindset shift for you. Um, yeah. Do you think? 
Do you think you would have gone to, like, if you got that same invite to the church before that, do you reckon you would have gone? I, I'm someone who, I guess, in my late teens, found it really hard to say no to things. So I think mm. I might have gone. Yeah. Um, maybe. But if I went, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would have had the same, I guess, encounter. Because um, I guess while that was a very dramatic and mm. traumatic 18 months of my life, yeah. um, I really believe God was preparing my heart in that time for for that day when mm. I walked through church and yeah, even when I was back here, cause I actually didn't like land back in New Zealand and went to church straight away. I was here for about three or four months. Mm. Um, and so I was hectic, um, trying to scramble of like, okay, I'm going to make up for like how I'm actually feeling. So again, would use a lot of other channels to outlive, I guess my emptiness. Mm. And then it was actually start of April, um, mm. when I went to church eventually. And so I reckon short answer. Um, I don't know if I would have gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's what was it about that coming to church hearing the gospel, like what, what was that experience like? Cause, and the reason I say this is because a lot of our listeners are Christians. Um, they've been Christians all their life. And a lot of people do tend to, I guess, forget what it's like to yeah. be somebody from the other side yeah. coming to this side. Um, and, and in many cases, I think people go, Oh, it's not really, it's not a really a thing anymore mm. because of our church experience. What was that experience like for you? Yeah. So my wife, um, of, 10 months, um, says that, um, cause I said to always say to her, like, I never grew up in youth ministry. Like I was never part of a youth group and, um, I, got, I had a lot to catch up on. And she actually made a comment and she was joking, half joking, but not joking. <laughs> yeah, she was yep. saying, it's actually probably the best thing that you didn't grow up in a youth ministry. If that's framed the way that you are right now. Mm. Um, cause I had like a fresh lens to mm. everything. This was new. I didn't have baggage. I didn't have bad experiences growing up. Um, and she's a pastor's kid. And so she mm. actually had a lot. And that was part of her journey that she had to work through. Um, but I honestly think like when someone meets me, something they generally say, and I'm, this isn't my own, blow my own trumpet. People often say I'm quite a passionate person. Mm. Um, and I think a big part of that is because I didn't know what I didn't know mm. when I came to church. So mm. I didn't know um, the people that have been there for years and that are sour or negative. You know what I mean? And yeah, so I, yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. everything with fresh lens and I was like, this is amazing. Like the gospel, <laughs> Jesus is real. Like, come on, let's go change the world. You know what I mean? And so I think that was like a, actually a big part of my journey. And so, yeah, for me, man, it was, it was the little things. Like I don't even remember the sermon title on the day, mm. but I remember connecting with firstly like the worship, on a level, I'm not even very musical. I can't yeah. sing like you, Josh, <laughs> or I, I, I can't play guitar or anything like that. But I just remember my heart really being softened, um, just with I guess the simplicity of the words that were being sung, yeah. And then the message was just very relevant. Um, and when someone gave everybody the opportunity to accept Jesus, it was like my heart was just like pumping, and I was wow. like, I need to do this. Like this is, like it was one of those moments where I feel like this is actually my time to take a step because I believe this. Mm. Um, mm. What am I actually gonna do with it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well. So, yeah, I, I really loved it, and I really think like we were talking about before. It's not the million things; it's the little things that we can really yeah. appreciate. That I think really makes the church a beautiful place to be. Mm. Yeah, and I think like as well. I mean, when I first sort of got to Palmy, I didn't really have any other sort of pastor friends, and so that's why I was really glad when we first sort of met and connected when I came that time, and then we went out for a coffee together. Um, but I could just tell from day one, like, man, this is, so, you are so passionate. Yeah. It's it actually so. sort of contagious. Yeah. Um, I've been in the room with Junior for 30 minutes and I can already feel <laughs> the energy, the passion, you know, like it's just right there. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think like, that's really special. And I think the fact that you sort of have kept your, your zeal, like that hasn't changed in the, the three years I've known you, right? whatever it is, or two or three years. Um, and obviously, like, I can't see it changing anytime soon in you. It's just sort of something that so, sort of keeps the fire burning. Um, so, what do, you, what do you think is it for you that sort of keeps it going, keeps that passion erupting out of you? Yeah. Um, I think, firstly, it's a relationship with God. I mm-hmm. think it starts with that, 100%. Yeah. Um, keeping this, the main source, the main source, which mm-hmm. I believe is His presence, His Word. Um, and then I think it's... I, I got to catch myself sometimes. Like, I, I've, I have the opportunity to, like, speak to our community and you know, have for the last few years and... Even on days where I'm like, you know, you kind of, you get a little bit complacent. Like, oh, I don't know if I can be bothered doing this. So I'm just going to catch myself and go, wait, three years ago, you would have jumped at this opportunity. Yeah. The, 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 the opportunity hasn't changed. Mm. The, you know what I mean? What's changing? And so I, I got to mm. correct my spirit sometimes. Yeah. I just got to be real honest with myself and go, wait, there was a day 
where you were so pumped to do this. Why in this moment right now? Are you, and I, I got to correct myself. I got to be honest. Mm. I got to be humble. Um, and then I think also keeping the main thing, the main thing. And so that is that people would come to know Jesus and have a relationship with him. And so for me, like that just never gets old seeing young people make decisions to get baptized, um, yep. to, to, to see healing that's happened in their life. And I think so much of it is actually like memory management because sometimes in a day when the day sucks, you can forget all the great things that have happened. hundred percent. I guess I've had to, and like everyone have to learn to be disciplined, to make sure to keep that banked mm-hmm. and maybe erase some of the negative stuff. Mm. But often I think our generation just banks the negative stuff and forgets so quickly the good things. Mm. So I think keeping a zeal is a daily decision, but also managing your memory really, really well. Mm. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, let's go back to your story. So you start going to this church in yeah. April 20... What? Uh, 13. 2013. Yep. April 2013. Okay, yep. so you start going and that that first not night that you were there, you said it was? Uh, it was a morning. Morning. morning yep. First morning you're there, it's like, wow, paradigm shift. This is crazy. Yeah. I can't believe it. I love this. I love <laughs> Jesus. I'm accepting him into my life. Then what? Then what happens? Because I think a lot of time yeah. we, we hear this is sort of where the story ends for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, okay, right, right. It's you the, accepted <laughs> Jesus. Wow. And they lived happily ever after. It's like I mean? the end yeah. of the rom-com. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, they lived so happily ever after. Yeah. Then, okay, Monday comes along. Yep. Yeah, what's, what does it start looking like I remember there? clearly um, <laughs> after making a decision, having this incredible young adults be like, bro, so cool, come out for lunch. And I was like, the first thing came to my head, it wasn't even true. I just made up a lie. Oh, I've got a family lunch. I've got to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, I, I just panicked because I, I needed to process. I was like, what is going on? I remember going home lying on my bed, putting the Bible that I'd just been given as a gift next to my bed, just lying there staring at the ceiling. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean? What can I do? What can't I do? What is this actually? How does this change things? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I think the and the, I think the best thing that um, I did was to go back. <laughs> okay, yeah. And, and just... I really believe um, that I think someone wants to see like you have to decide to follow Jesus for yourself, but you can't follow Jesus by yourself. Oh, that is good. And so I I really, the best thing I did was, I guess, invite healthy relationships into Mm -hmm. my life. I remember a guy came around to my house, um, brought some pizza around about a week later. And it was, I'll be honest, it was a little bit awkward. I was a little bit like, oh, what's this going to be like? We watched the rugby. But then we just started connecting and he just started being like, cool, man. So like, do you have any questions? And I was like, yeah, I have heaps. <laughs> and we just, I mean, we just talked for like two hours about oh, wow. everything. I'm like, what does this mean? Like, okay, so Jesus actually came and like, do you know what I mean? Because the, the moment was real, mm. but I, I, I was like, how do I apply this? How do I live this out? How does this become a daily, you know what I mean? I'm mm. someone who's all, always either been all in or not at all. Yeah. Like one or the other. And yeah. so I wanted to be the same. I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, like, what does this actually look like? Mm. And mm. so I think the best thing I did was invite some healthy relationships into my life mm-hmm. um, that helped me. Um, and yeah, it definitely hasn't been smooth sailing for five years. There's been um, there's been a lot of hurt. There's been a lot of um, ups and a lot of downs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all come back to like who who your friends are will show you mm. the future. Mm. And I, that's something in the last um, even in the last year, I believe God's been so faithful. We often would pray like, okay, take this away, take this away. And a lot of my testimony in the last couple of years is there's been real situations that have sucked. Yeah. Um, but God hasn't taken it away, but he's brought the right people in at the right moment mm. oh. that have really been the right voices that have been through similar things. But the amount of times that I was going through some stuff about 18 months ago and I'd just get a random phone call from a friend in Auckland and be mm. like, bro, I just had you on my heart. How you doing? Mm. And I'd just be like, oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Like, I needed yeah. this so bad. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 And so, um, yeah, I just think um, the journey hasn't been smooth sailing, but hey, like Jesus never promised that it would be. I mean, he said, I mean, one of his promises we never talk about is that in this life you will have trouble. Mm. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That's a promise. Yeah. We, we never really talk about yeah, that promise. Absolutely. So a, totally. but, um, but he says, but I've overcome the world. Yeah. And so um, take heart. And so, yeah, I think um, right relationships has really been a testimony of keeping zeal alive. Mm-hmm. So my closest friends are also as passionate, if not more passionate than I am. Yeah, well. um, and so, yeah, that's really been a testimony of endurance, I think. It's right relationships. <laughs> so cool. What would you say to the person who wants to be passionate, mm. whether it's about the things of God or the church yep. or making a difference in the world, yep. but what you just said, I think, is so key about having people around you who yep. are just as passionate as you. Mm. What would you say to the person who wants to be passionate, who wants to actually reach higher or um, become more passionate? Maybe yep. they're a bit you know, um, jaded or, mm. you know, whatever. And they've got people around them yep. that aren't helping them. Yep. What would you say to that person? 
Uh, don't make your life about yourself. Ooh. Yeah, that, that's what I'd say. Drill down, drill down. Yeah, what do you mean by it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the things that I'm passionate about very rarely include me in the picture. <laughs> and if they do, it's for other people. And so um, I'm, I want friends that are like that. I want people that um, will, will go to the nth degree to help people, mm-hmm. um, to add value to others. Um, do you know what I mean? And mm. so I've, I look back to moments where I've been hurting and I've, and what's helped me to go forward is the faithfulness of God, but also mm. going, actually, I'm believing this is going to matter for someone else mm. for me to keep going and for me to quit. Um, right now, there are people that I don't know yet that I need to add value to that may not receive that. Um, do you know, we're in a, mm. we're in a hurting world. And so mm. I think if we make life about ourselves, we're going to be very small in our heart and in our spirit. And so I think the key to being passionate is going, actually, wait. What is my life actually about? Is it about accumulating or is mm. it about giving um, and building others? And so mm. I think the most passionate people are people that have decided to live a life to go, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build something for other people. Mm. Um, I, guess the, I guess at least the type of passion that I want to echo or model. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd come back to that. And if, if you, like you're talking about having friendships or relationships that aren't healthy around you. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've always said to our team is that there are some people who are only loyal to the lowest version of yourself. So wow. they love you but only the lowest version of you. Mm. And so wow. a real friend is someone that goes, actually, I want you to win. I want you to succeed. I want you to grow. Yeah. And if they can't embrace that, I think you've got to make a tough call and go, well, is this the right person I want in my life? And so it might even be a faith step to go, actually, there might not be anyone else right now if I yeah. walk away from this group, but believing that God is faithful to bring in the right people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that helps. Yeah, yeah that's time. incredible. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you, um, I'm, this is so great. I'm loving this. Okay. So, um, this guy comes to your house, says, you have any questions? Obviously, you had heaps. Yeah, yeah. So, did this become like a regular thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the next, I think, two to three months, we hung out on a regular basis. His name was Dave. Dave Brown lives in Auckland. I don't know if he'll be listening to this, um, but <laughs> if, he, if he is, that'd be awesome. He's a um, great guy. And so, we just hung out and he got me involved in the Connect group, which is just like a life group. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess it just started to form some real friendships with people. And then <clears throat> at the end of the year... Um, um, I moved out of what I was doing temporarily um, at university. I did an internship at our church, um, which was a challenging year. Yeah, wow. um, Can you just maybe like share with us a little bit, what does an internship at, yeah. at Vision Church look yeah, like? Yeah, sure. So yeah. It's, it's like Bible college. Um, so you do Bible papers through, it was through Vision College um, oh, up yep. in Hamilton. Okay. Um, Christian Bible College. And then your, um, your week um, looks of studying, doing papers, but also doing practical at your local church. Yeah. So I was involved with youth, young adults as an intern mm-hmm. for a number of years. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I did for, mm-hmm. for a year. And so even now we still do that. We now don't call it an internship. We call it a college. So okay. we kind of embraced our own kind of thing. We call it Vision Leadership College. So we don't cool. call them interns. We call them students. Um, bit of a name change. And so, yep, yep. yeah, so that's kind of what it looks like. Bro, Hillsong, yeah. look out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just copy everything we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah. oh, that's so cool. I think uh, I think it's really valuable as well. Like leadership training is something I would love to see more of in local churches. Right. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people think mm. you have to really go far away to some, you know, distant land to get the best leadership training. Mm. But I mean, mm. I, I think this day and age with technology, you can honestly have the greatest leadership training right at your door at your church. And yeah, I think I we should really be building the best leaders ever out of our churches. Absolutely. Totally. So, yeah, that's something I love seeing with you guys. And you guys have so many great leaders from this program too now. Um, it's awesome to see. Um, so this was challenging for you? Yeah. Um, it was It was a year where um, a lot of it didn't make sense. And I was talking to someone about it the other day who was actually considering doing it next year and they're kind of figuring out if that's what they're going to do. But yep. they said, oh, what, what did it do for you? And I kind of only had 30 seconds because I had to go be somewhere else. And I said, look, I learned what it meant to serve people heart and soul. Um, when you don't feel like it, when you, you don't want to, when it doesn't make sense, where you know no one's going to clap for you or appreciate you or mm. validate you, you yep. learn to serve people with no strings attached. Mm. And so that dealt with a lot of pride in my heart. It dealt with a lot of insecurity. It dealt with a lot of fear. And so, yeah, I think in the space of 12 months, and I haven't graduated from any of these things necessarily. I think we all navigate with <laughs> yeah. them. Um, yeah. But and across a year, it definitely was something that, um, that definitely grew me. Like yeah. having to do that and so like we did a lot of uni outreach so we'd be serving students at 2 a.m um on o week um we'd be doing like these easter train things through the esplanade for like families and stuff and mm. yeah i guess it was just a year where i was like all in and i was like hey i don't know what this is going to look like but um i want to do this i feel called to do this mm. yep. um, and something really beautiful was on the other side of it so that was yeah. really awesome 
Hmm. Um, speaking of serving, actually, yeah. I think. Wait, so is it you run Red Frogs through your church? Correct? Yeah, that's or right. you did. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Lo- locally. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like a it's like a global thing in Australia, and yeah. then also nationally. I'm in uh, Life Auckland, yeah. um, run it, and then locally, yeah, we do it here in Palmerston. Yeah, I think I remember when I first met you and you found out I was Australian, Yeah, and then you guys were kind of in the black market for getting red frogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, that's right. You yeah, kept yeah. asking me every time I came back from Australia, <laughs> like, oh, bro, can you bring some red frogs back? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, yeah. you just can't get them here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was classic. So um, what does that look like um, for you guys here in the unis, um, yeah. doing red frogs and, and whatnot? Yeah, cool. So red frogs is a um, like a... So it's, it's a non, I guess, Christian organization that's run by Christians. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's very, like, our, our, um, our culture and I guess our vision for Red Frogs globally and nationally is um, to serve. Like, fundamentally, it's what we're here to, just to serve. Mm. So, so we've just had the opportunity to build some incredible um, events and some teams who have helped support some of the unis here, what we're doing. And really our hearts to add value to students who are in, their, <clears throat> in this season of their life are far away from home. Um, and like I talked about before, at the age of 18, mm. 19, I had no idea. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was freaking out. I was away from mum and dad for the first time. And so we're really just a, a student support network that's able to add value to them. Mm. And so locally, yeah, we're at um, currently at two campuses, IPU and Massey. Um, and so that, that's been a lot of fun. We've mm. seen some uh, great students um, find home in Palmerston North. Mm. That. So yeah, mm. something I really love doing. That's super cool. That's super cool. All right. Um, so you went through your leadership training and um, you did a year of that, was it? Yeah. Yeah. One year. And then um, I kind of just volunteered the year after. Okay. So I kind of finished up um, and then I was going to go back to studying and I did part time. And then I just showed up and said, like, what do you need me to do? Um, and yeah. And from there, our young adult ministry, there was a few of us that did that. And our young adult ministry actually kind of really in 2015 um, grew. Mm. Um, that was the first year we did our conference as well. Um, and yeah, in 2015, I kind of, at the start of the year, I felt a real, uh, I guess you'd say, conviction in my heart to um, to serve our pastors, mm-hmm. um, to get under them and build what they saw for our church and for our city. And so I literally turned up a uh, year after an internship, no expectation, no uh, no ask for me to be there. Hey, you've done your year, like you can go back to what you're doing. I just mm. turned up and said, what do you mean to do? Mm. Anything, everything, nothing? What does this look like? And so... Yeah, I did that faithfully for a year, and um, yeah, it was it was a really incredible year to do that. Mm. Amazing, <laughs> so cool. Yeah, so, okay, so you rock up. What do you need me to do? And then they're like, "We need you to be a young adult pastor." Is that no, how it happened? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> uh, that would only happen a year later. Um, wow. with, um, yeah, so it was. Um, I think the first thing I got asked to do was to oversee our O Week campaign, which was um, us serving students. Yep. Um, and so that year, I think we did ten events across the space of seven days. Um, wow, that's yeah, that sounds pretty ridiculous. So, so 2014, the year before, was um, leadership training in the sense of like my character, mm-hmm. and now I had to apply that on a larger scale. Yeah, and so I know Red Frogs in um in Brisbane do something like 50 events in yeah, a week, and so we were like we were really inspired by City Point, <laughs> Charlton Lewis, and um, Andy Gooley and the whole crew there. Yeah, and so we were like, okay. We just thought, well, we didn't like, we went like, oh, let's aim for 10. We were just like, let's find as many as we can and help where we can. Mm. And so we did that. Um, and yeah, that was now applying everything I guess I'd learned on a practical level because I'd been empowered to oversee that. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was really incredible. And, and, and what I found about the, what we did was it actually did more for our team, our church, our volunteers than it did for the people we were serving. Because now mm. suddenly we had to be outside the four walls of church and actually mm. living the gospel, yeah. um, which I found very interesting and very awesome. Um, mm. But yeah, I think what that did at the start of the year in March mm. was it set the tone for the year that actually life's not about us. Yes. Faith isn't just about us. Um, and so it was this ridiculous kind of like um, week where we just served in every way we could out to 3 a.m. People took time off work. Like it, it was crazy. Wow. Um but um, yeah, it was the start of something really special. And I, and I really believe that was the start of the momentum for our youth and young adult ministry. It was mm. when a group of people were like, okay, let's do this thing. Let's serve our city. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of what it looked like at the start of the year. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So I guess, oh man, I just love that idea of, yeah, that I'm still stuck on that sort of serving without strings attached is so good. And I think Red Frogs is such an amazing embodiment of that because mm. so often, I mean, I've had friends who've, um, been in Red Frogs in Australia and friends who've been served by Red Frogs mm. in Australia as well. 
And it's just ridiculous. Like some most like a lot of my friends didn't even remember until somebody reminded them. Oh yeah, red frogs. Are there. They're like, what? Who? Yeah, who yeah. are they? You know, like, <laughs> what were they doing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I can I can you know just say from personal experience, you know exactly what you just said. Serving often does more for you, the server, than the servee, the person yeah. that you're serving. I remember I was um, 16 years old. And I went on a Stormco trip. Um, Stormco is this Australian uh, organization underneath our um, denomination. Um, service to others really matters. Mm, co. Co. <laughs> <laughs> you got to throw that in. Um, and we just go out for a week and we serve in an Aboriginal community or in a, wow. a, a lower a lower decile, um, quote unquote, um, community. And I remember that was the point that I can probably point back to that made me not just want to become a pastor, but actually just simply want to do ministry, wow. you know, yeah. because I'd grown up as a, as a church kid, like every church kid under the sun, generic white church kid kind of going to church because my parents made me t- mm. and not really connecting. It was that that I think I really met Jesus for the first time, serving um, these just children who knew nothing about my church. They didn't care. Yeah, that I was right. a Christian. They just cared that I was there with them. Wow. And um, yeah, and, and when I see, you know, uh, the Gospels talking about Jesus as a suffering servant, as laying down his life for the good of many, not just on the cross, but in his everyday life, healing, totally. teaching. Uh, that's the Jesus that I just fell in love with at yeah. that 16 years old. Wow. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's funny because... I see what you guys are doing with Red Flog Frogs and I see what you're doing with so many of the other ministries. And when you're actually serving other people, you're not just creating um, a solution to a, a, a physical problem, but you're also raising people up to a higher level. And I just think that's so incredible. Yeah. No, I mean, I really resonate what you're saying there. It's amazing how when we initiate something, um, that we might not feel like doing it. And I think that's the big kind of live yeah. you know, generation is like how you feel is what you are. And so I think there are so many times our team do not feel like serving at 2 a.m. But the testimonies and the stories that have come out of it are just yeah. incredible. And so yeah, I really resonate what you said there is that because um, I think that's really when I guess my faith and it went to another level was when I mm. started actually, I think, taking responsibility, um, mm. if I could say that, like yeah, mm. for my generation and going, okay, what am I going to do about, I guess, the hurting and the suffering that I see? Wow. every week that I was a part of every week yeah. for many years do you know what I mean and so yeah no, I think it's beautiful mm, man it's incredible uh, so I have a, like one of the guys who goes to my church good old George Kwong who was GK yeah. legend <laughs> there he is yeah love him uh, yeah so you guys went to the same school he was yeah. a, a couple of years above you right a couple of years below below yeah oh sorry younger. can you believe yeah no i can't actually yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah. um but i remember he oh no wait actually yes no you're right a couple of years. yeah okay sorry i was confused but he um he was telling me a while ago like because i mentioned i was a vision church he's like oh that's where junior is right and i'm like yeah yeah and he was telling me this is ages ago like i cannot believe like yeah. that's the same guy yeah like this huge change from when you were in high school and yeah. you just went on this huge journey yeah um and so landing in and becoming, I guess, uh, now taking responsibility for your generation mm. is a huge, I don't know, it's it's something that like to choose to sort of bear and actually say, you know what, I can and I can be a difference to my own generation. Yeah. I can affect change. I can um, help people find meaning and purpose in their life. Uh, I guess it's, it's, it's huge, but it is that finding responsibility and taking that on. So yeah. now, I guess... Um, being a young adult pastor so what is what does it sort of look like for you now in mm. stepping into that going from that sort of serving in o weeks yeah totally and then getting asked to i guess yeah. serve on the young adult team yeah yeah well, oh firstly um i take no credit for the change that happened in that journey and what you said what gk said i love him so much he's yep. an incredible <laughs> athlete and just an incredible person yeah he is. I, I really think that should be the testimony of every person that someone could look and go i can't believe that that mm. is who they used to be and this yeah. is who they now are like, I really think that should be the testimony of every person, regardless of your upbringing or what it looked like. Mm. Um, so that's amazing. But um, second, it's really, I feel really honored to hear that. Uh, but secondly, um, I, I think it's changed, but it hasn't changed. And so I still think that um, every day is an opportunity to love people where they are. Mm. And so I use when I go to the coffee shop or when I go to out for a burger or when I go to the gym as an opportunity to still love people the way I love 
people mm-hmm. when I was leading O Week, and so now yeah, I've got some other leaders that are doing that and doing it. I believe far better than whatever I did. Um, uh, but but I think daily, like it hasn't changed a lot, like on a practical level of just yeah. loving people. I don't even think we graduate from that. I don't think yeah. we ever. And and I can't expect to build a culture or a team that loves people if I'm not loving people. Mm. Um, so I can't ask that of them if that's not what I'm doing. And so I really learned the power of sharing testimonies from the front of somebody who I've been praying for for three years and has never come to church and now has finally come back and sharing that with our team. And I think that's good leadership because it inspires people on a heart level. Mm, yeah. um, and so I've encouraged our team to do that. Um, and it's not this big fancy equation. It's just going like, um, I'm going to live what I ask. Do you know mm. what I mean? And so, but what it looks like now, I guess what you're asking is, yeah, I guess it's um, progressed a little bit in the sense of, um, and not progressed in the sense of I don't do it anymore, but just, I've been responsible to see more, I guess, on an organizational level yeah. of going, okay, how do we build this deeper? How do we build it wider? Mm-hmm. Um, and so now it's about raising, I guess, um, the next set of actually finding those 18 and 19 year olds that are going through the same things I went through yeah. and showing them the way forward and going and then raising them up to be great leaders as well to serve their generation. So multiplication, I guess, is what I've embraced more than ever in this mm-hmm. season in terms of leadership. I think mm-hmm. that's that what you're asking. Yeah, no, it's yeah. good. It's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. yeah. What are the needs of, and I think you kind of touched on this already in, in a way that, you know, while we think a lot has changed, not a heck of a lot has changed mm. in terms of just people's needs. Um, but I, I know as a as a pastor and I'm like engaged, as we're all engaged in sort of like leadership and um, blogs and podcasts right. and conferences talking about what do millennials need? How to attract millennials <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. your church? All that <laughs> yeah. sort of... <laughs> It sort of seems mystifying and magical and very ethereal, but I'm just, it's almost like um, we're missing the boat in a way, at least in my mind, because um, millennials aren't even that young anymore. Like millennials aren't even really young people anymore. Right. Like my, my, my youngest sister is in Gen Z. She was born yeah. in the year 2000, yeah. but now she's 18. Yeah. Like she's considered an adult now. Mm. And I'm just like, mm. millennials, we're like in our 30s. We're, we're getting close to our 30s and, uh, and, and all that. Um, some of us more than others, Josh, but that's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, so what, what are the things that you're identifying as, you know, in young adults and youth ministry? What, what do millennials, what are Gen Z, what are their needs yeah. right now? Yeah, I think there's a generation that's more hungry for um, information than ever before. So they have uh, every bit of detail accessible to them in their pocket. Mm. Whereas the reality is 10 years ago, we didn't have that. Yeah. You know, if you were on Facebook, it meant you were at home on your computer. You know what I mean? If yeah. you were online, you were obviously at home because you couldn't carry it with you. Yeah. Um, and so I think now from what I've seen and from what I've heard, and I think that's the challenge for us as leaders is to actually hear, mm. to hear, um, to have a conversation with someone who's, in that, I guess, space and season. Yeah. Um, but I guess what I've seen is a hunger for information. And man, I think authenticity is just like the greatest hunger because the reality is one in two families now um, are divorced mm. um, inside and outside the church, mm-hmm. which is a big question mark slash yeah. problem. Um, yep. Can you, you know can you mean? drill down on that? Because yeah. authenticity is a buzzword, whether we like it or not. Totally. Yeah. What does that actually look like? Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think authenticity and integrity are inseparable. And so integrity is literally, and even biblically, if we're going to that, is it's who you are privately and who you are publicly as being the same person. And so um, I I think we've got to be men and women of our word more than ever before. So if we're going to be somewhere for a young person and we say we're going to be there, I think we have to be there. There's a greater responsibility to that. Um, If we can create environments for conversation, and that's honestly right now like my biggest... um, uh, I guess challenge going forward is how can we continue to create better environments for conversations? So I love this. Like what we're doing right now is incredible because it's like a no strings attached. Hey, let's talk. How are you doing? Yeah. How are you actually doing? And I think um, not from my experience, but from what I've heard and witnessed is that the church in decades before and maybe even in some parts of the world today have been the worst at having conversations about sexuality absolutely, um, and identity and even the reality of broken families. And I think what you guys are doing as believers in Jesus and initiating conversation like this is an incredible thing because it's, I think, rooms and community like this that the generation is hungry for Mm. to go, hey, my parents split for a season two. Um, How are you doing? 
Mm. Um, let's shoot hoops while we do talk about this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. I think honestly, what our, this generation needs more than ever is not a buzzword or a buzz event or a buzz program, but a community that has integrity and is, I think, determined and in many ways um, resilient and I guess passionate about going, we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're not just going to run a great program and then go home and pretend like nothing's wrong, but let's, how can we go deeper with the conversations with people in our generation Mm. and actually meet them where they're at? And so like, I've got a real conviction for us that our church should be full of so many different kinds of people, people that um, are struggling with sexuality, people that have all different ethnicities, um, people um, of all different generations. Do you know Mm. what I mean? And so Mm. um, this generation, I think is hungry for, genuine and community that has integrity mm. i don't know what do you mm. think yeah no i think it's i, I would agree like and I, yeah i think jesse i want to hear you chime in on this too but um i think something really cool that i was just thinking about as well with with what you guys do at vision church i mean you guys do run an incredible program each time you you meet uh, but what i found so fascinating was after the program there's obviously heaps of investment goes into that hangout space totally. afterwards mm. and that's what i was like man so this is this is like real church, you know. Like when I when I have my small groups with, with my crew, we don't we don't do like super deep Bible study, right? That sort of thing. Like I mean, you know, nice. Yeah, it's cool to drill down and learn more about like the Word, the Bible, the text, and all that kind of thing. But, um, but one of the most valuable times is when there's just a few of us and we just go around and say, hey, what, mm. what what's God doing in your life? What's yeah. God not doing in your life that yeah. you want to see Him do? Like, what can we talk about? It? Can we pray for each other? Yeah, and it's incredible. Like just the the impact you see totally. on, on people like in that sort of space. Um, so I would, I would a hundred percent agree. What do you reckon, Jesse? Yeah. Um, one of the books that has really influenced me this year and Josh as well as simple church, um, yeah. Tom Rayner, Eric Geiger, wow. fantastic book. And they draw the distinction between um, when you're constructing a church, do you want to be a programmer or a designer? Um, programmers just run programs. Right. Designers are intentional about creating environments um, where people can connect or people can take the next step in their spiritual journey or people can just build community or whatever it is. And that's what I'm hearing from, from you, Junior. And, and, and that's what I'm hearing from, you know, it's not just about the Sunday morning service. It's also about the hangout space. It's about yeah. the connect group. It's about yeah. the, you know, it's about designing environments where people can actually feel at home and, na- and nourished and nurtured and encouraged to grow and to, to take that next step. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just an intentionality. Yeah. Um, there's so much that we can accomplish by just, as you mentioned before, those little things which seem inconsequential, mm. but when added together, actually create a beautiful picture. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and if I'm if I'm really honest, I think if we all look back and we go, um, why are we still here? Mm-hmm. Um, I doubt that we could remember. I mean, you guys might, but I can't remember the top 10 sermons that changed my life. But I can definitely remember the top 10 relationships, yeah. positive or negative, <laughs> that have impacted my life. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? And so definitely. I think as leaders, um, I think we've got to continue to have passionate relationships which is hard right because then when relationships fall apart or someone walks away or someone lets us down or someone betrays or whatever which is the reality of leadership no doubt yeah yeah. um it's going okay how do i keep trusting investing and and designing those Mm. incredible Mm. environments yeah yeah i mean josh and i experienced this this year i mean we've been having a friendship over you know a space of four hours away for the last two years you know, over the phone and Facebook and everything like that, yeah. seeing each other, you know, once in a little while, but not very often. Now we live like 10 minutes away from each other Amazing. Mm. and we see each other on a much larger basis and things haven't always been, oh yeah, chill. You know, we're all, we're all sweet. <laughs> yeah, you know, right, let's yeah. just be honest. That's just yeah. how all friendships are. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we've been really annoyed at each other or one of us has been annoyed and the other one's been like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Josh is usually the one annoyed at me because I've done something stupid. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to navigate that. And right. we don't... I mean, the easy thing would be to go, oh, let's just sweep it under the rug or let's just mm. not see each other for a little while. But no, we have to actually work through these things because that's sure. where the real beauty is. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'd love to, to change tracks if we could just for a little bit because... Um, at the beginning of the conversation, we talked about how you're like, you know, youth, young adults, but you also oversee um, or are involved with systems mm. at Vision Church. Yeah. Could you just tell us a little bit about what exactly 
you mean by that and what that actually looks like for you and your team. Mm. Yeah. Um, you guys are in Chichilla Highlands? Yes. Yeah, with uh, Chris Hodges. Yeah. Oh, bro, he is yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. So we actually get to, at our conference next year, we were talking about earlier, we actually get to host his young adult guy. Oh, that's amazing. He's coming to come speak. And so okay, I'm definitely us. coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we've got a leadership thing. We'll talk afterwards. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right time. Um, but um, yeah, so um, I guess one thing I've learned from them and I'm still navigating, I think we've been, we've been successful in some spaces. We're still always trying to, we, we try and embrace a culture of continual improvement. Mm. So we've never arrived. We're always trying to improve. We celebrate, celebrate, celebrate along the way. It's one of yep. our key parts of our values and culture. But um, I think one thing I've learned is that to create a system, we've got to come back to the why and go, okay, what is the vision? What are we trying to achieve? And then with that, we can match the appropriate system through either trial or error. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I guess we've gone, okay, what is our vision? We want people to come to know Jesus. So what is the system that we're going to attach to it? And hear me on this. Um, our Sundays aren't systematic, but it's uh, they are in some ways, but I know some people might be like, church isn't a system, but yeah, our yeah, program yeah. is actually an outworking of what our vision is that people would come to know Jesus. Yeah. So our Sunday services are based around primarily lost people that don't know God. And so mm-hmm. our language, everything we do, we actually tailor around that so people can come close to God through our programs and through our services. Mm-hmm. And then we go, okay, what's the second part of our vision? We want people to find freedom. So where do we experience that? We were talking about in relationships. So our yeah. small groups, our connect groups are actually a system outworked for our vision and so on. Do you know what I mean? And so I guess one thing we're trying to do or one thing I'm trying to always get is get clarity on what is the why, where are we going, what is the vision and then mm. with that we can attach systems. Mm. The system's just now working of the vision and so we don't marry the systems. Um, we marry the vision and we marry the cause that we're going mm. but the systems we date. So, Absolutely. So we go yeah. like, okay, the system might change in like yep. six months so we're not going to be attached to it in an unhealthy way yep. um, but we believe right now what we're doing is the best way to outwork what we're trying to achieve. Hmm. And so f- I think great systems, you've got to have great clarity. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of lessons in that for our, uh, our pastor. A lot of pastors listen to this. So like, yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. sort of thing that a lot of pastors be like, Hmm, that's interesting. Everybody else just kind of goes, Oh yeah, that's, that's cool. I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, and, um, um, yeah, and, uh, yeah. I know what you mean. And so we like, we come back and like, we believe that the spirit of God is in everything that we do. So we pray over everything we're doing. Mm. Like we prayerfully seek, what is the best way to do this? But a system, just a way of doing things. Mm. And so when someone, I remember someone said to me, like, Oh, you're too about systems. And I was like, man, God plays systems in your body. That's why you can live. <laughs> like, God's, God's about systems. Do you know what I mean? Like your yeah. digestive system. Like, do you know what I mean? And yeah. So it's like, nah, man, you just need to pray and yeah, your whole yeah, body's yeah. going to work yeah, perfectly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so like, I think like these seasons, like naturally, like God has created systems to outwork certain things. And so, yeah. so we're, we're not like, we, we wouldn't say like, okay, we're just, man, all we do is systems and we just like worship systems. We're not about that, but we want to make sure the gospel stays effective. Yeah. And so we prayerfully and strategically consider what is the best way to outwork that. Mm. And so I guess systems, whether it's a buzzword or has negative connotations to some people, it's just a way that we do things. Yeah, I feel like, the people who don't like systems or don't like the word systems are probably the people who are in that church that's been the same for the past 50 years. Yeah, 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 I'd agree. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, yeah, so what would your encouragement be for like, let's say there's a young adult who's a leader or Mm. a youth leader or whatever and they want to actually start to implement some change, whether it's in systems or vision or whatever it might be in their local church, but they're encountering resistance Mm. What would you say to that young to that young person who's just like, man, I just want to see great things for our church, but to do those things, we need to change, and in order to change, I'm gonna to have to fight a battle that I don't know I can win. Yeah, um, because of I guess uh, let's just because of the person they're serving. Could be, yeah. could be, Eric. Yeah. Could be the church is just yeah. not ready for change, or I don't know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So, like, my, my vision for our young adult ministry is the vision of my senior pastor. And so I've been real rough now. So I go, what's the vision? It's so people come to know Jesus, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference um, for youth and young adults. Um, I heard someone say the other day, and this, I thought this was really beautiful, and um, that the Greek way of thinking is what school do I go to? The Hebrew way of thinking is who's my rabbi? Ooh. And so there's a difference there. And so I think we can go around in circles, but I think ultimately if there's a young person out there who's a leader and they're not on board with, I guess, the direction, 
you, you got to be honest and you got to get wisdom out of this. I don't want to blanket statement it, but you got to go, okay, is this, and there's not, nothing personal about this, but is this the person that the, the soil that God's calling you to serve at? And if it's not, then you might actually save a whole lot of damage long-term by actually considering a repositioning of where you're going. Um, and so I love my pastor before I love like what I'm doing. And so everything I'm doing is an opportunity that he's given me and I'm mm. thankful for it and grateful for it. Mm. Um, he's paved the way for so many. Um, but yeah, I'd say that. And everything I'm doing is trying to serve and actually move the vision that I believe God's given him to move it forward. And so, but um, I've definitely attached myself to serving and the vision of my senior pastors. First mm. and foremost, all of our systems are just a way of me not changing the vision, but serving the vision and going, I'm not, I'm not here to challenge like where we're going. I believe in where we're going. Like mm. I'm, I'm on board. I think there might be some better ways of getting there. And that's the that's the space that he's given me to bring, bring a voice into is what's mm. the best way to get where we feel God's calling us to go. And systems may change as a result of that. And I think that's an important thing to note as well because your senior pastor, I mean, correct me if this is this yeah. is wrong, but it seems as though your, your senior pastor has said, this is the vision. Yeah. I'm going to empower you to figure out how we're going to get there yeah. and we're going to collaborate on this. I'm yeah. not going to ca- go, this is the vision and this is the way that we're going to get there and we're going to do this or you can't be on the vision with me or you can't be on the journey with me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, but he's very much the, the, the first one of what, yeah. what you were saying. Um, and like, and there are moments and there are times where there are things that... Um, so he, he's passionate about certain things and he goes like... And, and these are all very biblical things. Like, like yeah. and, and I'm actually thankful that he's passionate about these things like prayer. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so, a good one. Yeah, yeah good thing to be passionate <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like... So, so we have like a weekly prayer meeting that we'll probably never budge on and that's fine. Like that's what we're about. And so we see a bunch of people come out every week. Not, um, not, not I wouldn't say hundreds come out to it, but probably a dozen odd that pray for our, our church and for awesome. everything. And so, um, yeah, but he's very secure. Mm. would be the word I use. Mm. Um, and he believes in the next generation. He leads that. And, and, and that, that, that flows down. So um, as a result, I'm secure enough to ask my team, hey, am I missing something? Do I have blind spots? How can we do this better? Because yeah. he invites me into that. Yeah. And I actually think that that's, that's a really beautiful thing, that when <laughs> a leader can go, I might not have all the answers. And I think it's something we've heard from people like Craig Rochelle, right? Is that mm-hmm. as a leader, you don't have to have all the answers, but it is your job to get all the answers. And the mm. way you do that is through your team and other people. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think I think I can really respect um, Pastor Dale being, um, you know, just so, like, I guess so secure in himself that he knows where his weakness is and then he yeah. invites people in. Okay, well, hey, I'm really strong at this. I'm not so strong at this. Rather than me try and get strong at this and waste time, I can use what God's right. already given me, which is visionary. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. He really, every, every time I've come to Vision Church, I've been like, man, he's, this guy's got a real vision for this community. Oh, I hear it all the time and it's awesome. It's really empowering even to me and what I'm doing. Um, and then, yeah, rather than just try and be good at something he's just naturally not gifted to, you can take someone who is gifted in that and then say, hey, Junior, get on this. You can do it. And I believe in you. Yeah, he's incredible. He's um, Him and Pastor Rachel um, are just, yeah, real heroes. And I mean, they've, they moved here um, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm took on a church that was um, very stuck and married to systems in, in the worst possible way. And so they, they, they fought a tough battle for a couple of years trying to mm. turn that around. But, um, but they broke through. And the way he always tells the story this way, 100 people left and then like 500 came. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. like, like, you know what I mean? Over the course of about 10 years. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that was something we're really grateful for. And um, fortunately, he, um, he, he, he wore a lot of that, a lot of hurt, a lot mm. of things that um, are hard as a leader, which we all may have to face in the coming years. And so, yeah, just really grateful for the space that he's given me and my wife and our team mm. um, to help serve him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So good. Cool. Man. All right. Well, yeah, I think um, that's a good place to good place to land it. I'm feeling, I'm feeling really excited and passionate already because your passion is so <laughs> contagious. Um, but any last, any last remarks you just want to make? Anything you just want to blurt out there to the, to the podcast world? Yeah, I, I just really want to honor you guys. Like we were saying oh. before we pressed play, um, that you guys are just amazing like guys in their mid to late 20s that would create space for conversation. Um, it's just been a real honor to be here and I'm thankful for you. My prayer is there'd be more young adults that would that would do this um, mm, yeah. so that we can continue to be a light in whatever space we may be. And yeah, just want to really honor and respect you guys for all that you're doing. And my prayer is that this will continue to help a lot of people as it already is. Awesome. Oh, well, you're very kind, my friend. Um, if people want to get in touch with you or um, Vision or your, your ministry, how can they do that? Yeah, um, our website would be the best, the first place to go. So visionchurchnz.com. 
um, or on the Instagram, um, Vision Church. NZ. Excellent. Yeah, it'd yeah, be awesome. awesome. Cool. Hey, and actually, while, while we've got you, you guys have got a young adult conference. Yeah. At the time of this airing, it'll be probably coming up in a couple of months. So, yeah, do you want to just plug that a little bit so people in New Zealand? Yeah, sure. Um, March the 22nd to the 23rd, 2019. Um, and so, yeah, it's a conference that we've hosted since 2015, as we mentioned um, earlier. Um, and, yeah, we've just seen three to 400 plus young adults come from all around the country um, to firstly come to worship, um, to worship God. But we've just seen a real, uh, I guess, a real depth of community um, that's been built in it. And so, yeah, we're honored to have um, Pastor Mark Pettis all the way from Church of the Highlands with us wow. in 2019. He's going to be leading our entire leadership summit, which is on the Friday, the 22nd. Um, and then the night kick off on that Friday night. So we have him. We have um, Sheldon and Amy Brown from Harborside Church coming down as well. And Swarm Crew from Majestic Church and Christchurch, which are an incredible creative church. And they're going to be overseeing our entire creative pillar as well as doing a whole bunch of openers as well. Dre and Ali, they're amazing. And so, yeah, I'd really encourage you between the ages of 18 and 30-ish to uh, come along. <laughs> um, and you can register on youngadultconference.nz. Awesome. Well, we will link all of those links in the show notes. Well, what did we say? How encouraging was that, guys? So good. Ah, love it. That was so good. I I don't know. It's like being in the room with Junior is just so exhilarating. Like, you know those people that just when they come into the room, it's like the birds start singing and the sun comes out? (laughs) Like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah it makes it makes me sound like i'm romanticizing like oh my gosh he's so dreamy but <laughs> no nah. honestly we have so much love for you junior thank you so much for coming to chat with us and just being so open a couple of crazy adventists um yeah no uh, i just really enjoy that particularly particularly when he talks about like uh, being planted in your local church like actually serving a vision i think that's something that a lot of people just don't have any conception of. Yeah, um, yeah. I, it's a really, it's it's a real passion for your local, your local church. You know what I mean? And just like just reaching your local community. It's yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I would love to see more of that in people and in me. I guess yeah. For every pastor out there who's listening to this, I mean, how much would you love it if you had a junior in your congregation who just came to you and said, "What's the mission? What's the vision?" And how can I serve it? Like, <laughs> who says that? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Who actually? Like, if somebody came up to me in my church and asked me that, I would just be blown away. I would just be knocked out of my socks. Um, yeah, I'd probably so, request yeah. request like a week of annual leave just to recover. <laughs> just I need a week away <laughs> to think about this. That's such a big question. <laughs> so but, look uh, yeah. uh, to all of our podcast audience, like for those of you who are like church people. If you go to your local pastor and you ask him or her, okay, pastor, what's the vision? What's the mission? And how can I help serve that? You're going to get one of two answers. First, you're going to like probably get an answer like what we just expressed, just complete being blown away. Or second, you're going to be like greeted with the, oh, well, I don't really know sort of thing. Because honestly, there are a lot of pastors out there who just have no clue. Like, there, there, there are a lot of us who just, we don't think about vision. We don't think about mission. And I think that's possibly a really telltale sign as to sort of where the church is going. Like if the leaders don't know what the vision are and the leaders don't know what the, the mission of the church is, then I think that really is an indicator of where the church is and where it's going. Yeah, uh, I totally. And another thing I really loved about that conversation too is a talk about systems. You know, I think mm. that's a... And I guess we've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast, but I know in our local churches and even in our sort of connected church system, uh, I actually think we need to be asking a lot of questions of of our systems. You know, our systems are supposed to serve our mission and our vision. So I think it's always worth actually taking the time and asking, hey, is this actually the best system we can be using and not being afraid, mm. like not treating anything like a holy cow kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's so true what Junior said. You know, a lot of people just go, oh, poo-poo around systems. Like that's not very that's not very spiritual. That's not very holy. But, you know, as as Junior said, God made you with a system. Like if if God was just like, ah, oh, systems aren't that important, like your lymphatic system, your 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 brain, your lungs, uh, your blood vessels, you know, they wouldn't function. And to be honest, the entire universe wouldn't function if we didn't have 
you know, physics, the law of thermodynamics and all those great things that make me sound very smart, even though I don't really know what they are. I don't know um, either. So <laughs> I'm just trying to be... <laughs> but, you know, systems, the systems are so spiritual because God created the universe to work within a very specific system. And when we talk about systems, that's not unspiritual. That's actually really spiritual and really important. Yeah, totally. So anyway, that was uh, our episode with Junior. Um, and yeah, what we would love to just hear what you guys think. Again, I mean, none of us think that we have all the answers. So we just love to hear from you guys and hear uh, what you thought of our conversation, add your thoughts. Um, it really adds value to us when you do that. Um, so yeah, you can do that. You can email us, you can talk to us on Facebook or whatever on Instagram. We love it when you, when listeners like get back to us and we have amazing conversations about this stuff. Absolutely. And if you haven't already subscribed to Burn the Haystack, you can do that on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, whatever podcatching app you choose to. Um, Spotify. I always forget Spotify. You can do it on Spotify as well. I know. Um, And it was was the hardest to get and you still keep... I know. (laughs) You still keep forgetting it. It's (laughs) ridiculous. Yeah. I'll get it one day. As well, check out our website. Check out the blogs and stuff. It's been really cool starting that up and seeing people respond to them. So... Yeah, it's a really cool new little venture. The the beautiful ginger, uh, Josh Wood, has been writing amazing blog posts. He just um, published our second one, The Burden of Leadership, which is pretty heavy. But it's a good blog post. I really, really enjoyed it. And he is an incredible writer. And there's plenty more blogs coming out in the near future from Josh as well as from many, many other writers. So we're really excited about that. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. That is Josh and Jesse out.